Welcome to the Startups and Downs podcast, where we discuss the highs and lows of running a business with a creative mind. Imposter syndrome, what is it? Do you suffer from it? It is something that a lot of people do get a little bit confused about, but also experience on a daily basis. From my own personal research, I've found that many a human, aka all of the ones surveyed, suffer from imposter syndrome. So today we're going to be giving you the top imposter syndrome profiles. It's taken from a book which is called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women's Women by Dr. Valerie Young and it was summarized by the great Robert Jerish at a recent conference I went to. So we're going to be talking about what each profile is and then also some solutions if you are suffering from this type of imposter syndrome. As always today I'm joined by the lovely Monique Hope and Grace Kane. How are you both? Howdy doody. It is a beautiful Saturday today, midwinter. There is a lot of sprinkling rain on my roof. What's happening on your roof, Mon? No rain. We did have a bit last week, which was nice, but um, not today. Very cloudy, though. Bit of a cold, old day, but it's been quite nice, other than my dog incessantly barking all day. I've got a bit of a behavioural issue that is surfaced of recent that I can't quite figure out. So that's what's been happening in my house that has not been so peaceful. She's currently in isolation because the only place that she seems happy to not bark is when I put her in our laundry and I don't know why she seems to like it in there. Only when the door's closed behind her will she stop barking. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you need to teach her how to use the washing machine. I know, right? Then it'd be perfect. What about you, Gracie? <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> like, it's actually really warm today, but I haven't been outside until just before we started recording. I just went to my car because I left my headphones in there, and I was like, felt terrible that I hadn't been outside today because I was like this is great why haven't why haven't I left my room I have just been feeling a bit sick I have hardly done anything today it's Saturday was supposed to go to a gym class snoozed all my alarms stayed in bed and then tonight I have some drinks with a friend and then tomorrow I have my friend Layla's birthday it's her 30th I'm really excited so big day on Sunday so far you're nothing nothing from me What about you, Dan? Yeah, similar situation, I guess you could say. I've been cooking up a lot of soup. And as you know, I do love a a a soup. soup. What kind of soup? I've got some pumpkin soup. I've got some veggie soup. I've got some potato and leek soup. I've got a real, it's like a, I guess you could have a lazy Susan and just spin it around and have a a new soup, like three-course soup meal. The soupy train. Soupy train. Oh, my God. Why is there not a like a sushi train that is a soup? <laughs> we can add it to our other franchise. What was it? Super or something? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I do like to talk about soup a lot. There must be so much effort um, to make all these different soups, Danielle. I can't believe it. It's honestly not. It's so easy. You just chop them up, you plop them in, you mix them up, you turn them on, you put them in the fridge and they're ready to go. Is this like a thing you do to entertain people? Like do you make several courses of soup? Because last time you were making soup, you were having friends over. Now you have your friends over and you've got three courses of soup. 
oh, these soups are for personal use only. <laughs> no one else is getting my secret soups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. People are like, I'm meal prep. Like, oh, meal prepping, it's so fun. I'm like, just give me a cauldron and a couple of veggies. <laughs> <laughs> like a witchy poo soup prep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. But enough about my soup addiction. Today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. What of your guys' understanding of imposter syndrome? Do you experience it? Does it affect your daily lives? Yeah, totally. I actually didn't really, I'd heard of the phrase off and on in other things, but I hadn't really thought of it for a long time until I was actually reading on the Reed City Instagram. There was some great posts lately about it and it got me thinking about how perhaps well, definitely imposter syndrome has and is holding me back in a lot of ways. So I guess the first profile we'll look at and one that I definitely relate to, unfortunately, is the perfectionist. So for this profile, they state your goals are through the roof. You expect yourself to be 100% perfect 100% of the time and you find delegating is tough because you need to spend the next 48 years getting it right on your own so I don't know I, whenever I do sort of personality profiles this one sort of comes up that I'm not great at delegating and I think that problem with delegating comes back to my expectations of things to always be perfect and not really trusting anyone else to do it and I am a constant mm. goal setter and I love a good list I was just yesterday wrote a whole six month plan to achieve some side hustle goal that I'd previously tried to set goals and plans for many times. And then I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, I don't know if I am going to do that or want to do it <laughs> because I might not be perfect and I don't want to give it. I'm just so scared to give it a go for fear of it not being perfect. So I don't know. Have you guys ever experienced this, this one, the perfectionist? I think that I'm definitely like opposite to the perfectionist, but it's taken me a long time to get there. I think that sometimes, as you say, it's really difficult to start if you want it to be perfect and you expect it to be perfect from the beginning, especially with writing. It's really hard for me to write things down that aren't perfect, but I also find by making the decision to just start and then go back and change and edit and tweak and do, you get more done because you're not holding yourself back from creating in the first place. But it is difficult. Yeah, I don't resonate with the perfectionist at all. <laughs> Definitely like doing the opposite. Pitch me your ways. <laughs> I don't think that I am scared to fail if that's maybe that's the reason that you're such a perfectionist but I definitely know that it's one of my opportunities that I could review my work more or reread an email I'm very like quick to come to an outcome and I'm not I think that I'm achieving goals but I'm definitely not a perfectionist I won't spend you know won't yeah Stop me from I see, I find like even what you guys are saying about not doing stuff perfect, it internally causes some kind of almost like hairs raising, but <laughs> internally, like it makes me feel like, mm, no, no. <laughs> no, you do that. I will not. I think, Mum, before we started making the podcast in the first couple of weeks, you were like, gonna back out you're like no we can't do it it's gonna be too much like maybe that was your yeah. was coming through yeah totally I find 
I always used to call myself an ideas gal because I have a lot of ideas that I just don't pursue because I get really excited in that initial phase of planning and goal setting and trying to like put it down on papers in the most perfect way. And through that process, I usually find all these worries that could could go wrong and then I'm like, well, fuck, can't do it now. And uh, I spiral out of control and it's really sucky. And working, even in working in teams can be really hard if you're a perfectionist because it's sort of either I'll end up doing everything or I'll stop sort of taking accountability or claiming because I'm just like, it's not perfect. It's never going to be. So I don't even want to put my name to it or, you know, like it's, yeah, it can be really challenging in your own work and in teams. But as you say, with this podcast, I did thanks to you guys' encouragement we made it we're here we're doing it and it was so exhilarating when the first episode came out and it was like yeah it's like I can still always pick things apart but I was like people like it people are listening we're getting good feedback and that kind of encourages me to keep going and a lot of the time people don't notice yeah which comes to the solution I guess so the solutions Uh, treat your everyday as an experiment. So this was a really good experiment for me. And the first tip there is perfection in your eyes will not always equate to perfection in someone else's. So the flaws that I was seeing or the possible failures I was seeing for our podcast or, you know, all these negative thoughts running through my mind about it, like no one else really notices that. (laughs) They just see the good, which is really cool. And then um, the pressure you're putting on yourself is more likely to freeze your momentum rather than end in the unobtainable goals you're putting on yourself. Yeah, so that's like what I said before. Like you just put in, well, I'm just putting pressure on myself, which stops me from doing anything. And then, yeah, it keeps me safe. But at the same time, it makes me really unhappy. And I also think another bad thing about it is it can stop other people from growing too because if you're always trying to do everything yourself or you see it one way you're not really open to other ways that it could be really good like does it have to be exactly how you want it like is that the best way maybe not like as long as we're getting to the right outcome for the right reason so yeah I don't know maybe you guys can add to that solutions I'd like to add to the solution. I think definitely with perfectionists, because you're so, well, I'm not speaking of you in general, like just anyone in general who feels those pressures of being a perfectionist, is that you're so focused on the end result that maybe the process is not as enjoyable because you know exactly what you need to do at the end, what you want the end result to be, but how to get there might be a little bit more unclear. So it can, I think, probably then become a really not even an enjoyable experience on getting to the perfection because you expect yourself to be perfect from the get-go. So I think that, yeah, it would be a tough one as a non-perfectionist. Yeah, and try and be accommodating of others as well and enjoy the ride. That's a really good one as well, what you were saying about the journey because from personal experience of doing this most of my life, for instance, in my fashion degree, I was very much like focused on getting the highest grades possible if I got one thing that wasn't a high distinction it would like really stress me out like why didn't I do that what's gone wrong and I just tried my hardest to make sure not that would never happen and then I got to the end of my degree and I'm like what's the point of it nothing nobody cares or knows other than me it was so painful I could have been having a good time instead of being such a narc in any group work that I was in. It's just crazy. You've got to think about 
yeah, enjoying the ride because the outcome could be way less good. Even if you do it 100% perfect, it could still be a really shitty outcome. Or even if you don't do it 100% perfect, it could be a really good outcome. Yeah, just don't focus on the outcome as you say, Dan. Anyway, I could talk about this forever. I'm still recovering. <laughs> but I hope that helps somebody out there. What about you, Grace? What profile do you align with most? Yeah, so I definitely align with that superwoman, superman profile for imposter syndrome. The superwoman or superman is really convinced that they're a phony, they work overtime, they ignore their passions, throw everything into work, and even to the detriment of a super special time sipping on margaritas with the ones you love. You just, you know, like that, <laughs> that whole having that break, you feel really, well, I definitely get a lot of anxiety if I'm doing just pleasurable things. So if I'm like, I am going to, even like this morning, like if I am not feeling well and I need to rest, I'm going to just watch TV and lie in bed. That brings on a lot of anxiety to just do something purely for myself and just to have that time. So, yeah, feeling like you haven't really earned your title, it's a it's a really tough one. Yeah, Dan, do you resonate with this one as well? Yeah, definitely. I'm really surprised to hear that people don't resonate with this one simply because I think definitely is a, a strong emotion that I have. I've always felt this in school, in uni that, oh, oh no, I'm a fake. Someone's going to find out that I'm a fake and I know nothing and I'm just a, a human husk shell and there's nothing on the inside. <laughs> so much soup. And so I think definitely, <laughs> I think definitely, I think that it's so easy to commit so much time to your work or to whatever it is that you're really invested in to get it right, but more so to prove something to other people to show them that you know what you're doing. So it can definitely be a, a real whirlwind kind of, what's the word? Like plummet to hell loop. Ground, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, let's go hell loop. If, you, if you're just sort of stuck in it and you're convinced that you're not truly great at what you do then it's yeah, not a fun time like at you all and your title it's terrible so I guess the solution mm. for this one for the superwoman or superman would be to yeah create a folder of epic so all the sparkliest work you've ever graced the planet with then I love that <laughs> and when your sneaky superwoman pops up asking Hey, what do you know? You can say, I don't know, but you can check this amazing array of work that I am proud of. Yeah, I think that's such a sweet way to put it because <laughs> I think that a lot of the civil women to men profile is really like addicted to that validation from other people as well because that comes from it. So you have to really like focus on your inner self and that inner confidence to be like no the only person who's going to validate me is myself and I'm the person who's going to say that you know I'm the I'm the sparkly you don't get to say sparkly like (laughs) you know just to go through that self-validation and to find it from yourself rather than seek it out from other people because often other people aren't going to give it to you (laughs) I think also it's sometimes it's so far from the truth. You've got all of this proof that no, you're not a phony. Look at this great work that you have done. Look at this great feedback that other people have given you. Look at this thing that you created, which is amazing and magical and makes you so sparkly. No, you're just making this up. Like there's proof. I think often when we have irrational thoughts that aren't 
backed by anything. Once we sort of get them to be proven, I guess, uh, wrong, yeah, then 100%. it can make things a lot and it's, easier. It's crazy sometimes. I see it in other people that I work with, and I've got a manager who she's oh, she's incredible. She works really hard, really high performer, has been promoted within, and. I'll set a meeting with her and if one of my line managers comes to the meeting and she'll see the little calendar invite, every single time she'll be like, am I getting fired? Am I in trouble? Am I getting fired? Every single time. And every single time she said that, she's been promoted, given an incentive, like given a bonus, like every single time it's a positive <laughs> thing. She's doing really well. I tell her all the time. But it's just, yeah, she must definitely be in this category as well because every time she's just that little bit anxious being like why is there this official meeting why do we have to go sit down somewhere what does that mean it means bad things not bad things (laughs) so true and that's I can see and I've noticed people like that myself as well and I can see when you guys have done that as well like being your friend and hearing conversations and like where you do well we all do kind of you doubt yourself and to your best friend it's like oh my God, how could she even think that? She's amazing. Like, yeah, so I always say use your best friend voice <laughs> and just think, what would I say? It's say my catchphrase now. <laughs> but I did, I did learn that from a psychologist who, you know, when you are having these sort of self-doubting thoughts, what would your best friend say? Is there evidence from somebody who's a lot nicer to you than often you are to you? What would they say? And yeah, I think it's nice how you've said about, you know, your colleague there, it's a good story to share because you really see all this talent that she has. And it's it's really tough to watch somebody not see that themselves. And all that the only person who can truly help with this is yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Dan? Do you associate with any other profiles besides that one? One that I would like to talk about is called, it's the Natural Genius Profile, which is people are known, uh, if you are suffering from the Natural Genius Imposter Syndrome, your friends usually call you the smart one. You've never had a mentor because you believe that you can figure it out on your own and then you kick yourself when you miss it, miss the mark at all. So you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to be naturally a genius, which of course, impossible. I think, (laughs) is it? I think so. (laughs) I think you need to to enrich your life and learn things and talk to people and seek guidance if you feel you need it. And yeah, the natural genius can feel super lonely and how tough. I mean, I'm personally not so much with this one simply because I'd like to have mentors. I like to have people to ask questions of. And I think that is because of my superwoman, superman that I want outside uh, perspectives. But natural genius definitely needs some help and some support. And it's okay. It's not defeat to ask for help. And I think that a lot of natural geniuses probably feel that it is defeat if they don't know something without having to research yeah, I feel like it, which I've is come craziness. across these type of people like I've maybe known only one or two in my life in a workplace or in a team and it it can come off to other people in a really shitty way because it's like you just want to help them but they're like no they're really stubborn to figure everything out on their own and it's not until they have like a bit of a mini meltdown when some one little thing goes wrong that you can kind of actually see no they do need help they're not asking for it 
it's a, it's a tough one. Mm. Yeah, I don't personally relate to it, but it, it would be really hard and, yeah. Yes, but luckily for those of you out there who do suffer from it, you do have a solution, which is one that I made up myself, which is called Create a Unicorn Gang because unicorn gangs are made up of the good, the bad and the ugly, but they're just people that, you know, you want feedback from, you want criticism from, but you also want advice from and they're going to give it to you straight. There's a lot of different areas that you might not feel hugely confident in, but simply by reaching out to other people, creating connections, asking questions, etc., is going to make you feel better rather than putting so much pressure on yourself to figure it all out all on your own. Totally. I agree. And I think that's a nice segue. So how this one is different to the previous one is in that it's more focused on other people's needs than your own. So you're you're working really independently, but then you're putting others ahead of you. So it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron, really. So you're working so- solely for others. <laughs> solely? No. That's a new word we'll add to my dictionary. <laughs> I don't ask for a lot of help. My line manager will often be like, tell me. Like I don't ask for a lot of a lot from him. Although I do really like him as a mentor and definitely associate with that superwoman one more. And yeah, I'll definitely put, I mean, my work's needs in front of my own and yes skip lunch skip dinner skip on my friend's plan sorry friends and um go to go to work yeah why do you think you do that what is it that causes us to think this work which you know yes is important takes up a lot of our life and gives me an income I guess that's the that's the reason in itself this thing gives me an income like is it a security thing is that why we're putting so much more effort into this (laughs) that our work than ourselves with this one what do you think yeah I think that it's like it's quite complex I think um and I've definitely gotten a lot better over time especially that we've talked about on like work-life balance realizing that it's not something that I should do and, and all that kind of stuff and definitely have come a really long way with it but it does still poke its head out over times I think that especially in that startup realm as well I just feel very committed to the vision and and the goals of the business and not having a lot of resources I think that sometimes you know that's the job I I need to do that and I guess one thing that's tough in um like hospitality it's seven days a week you know like quite early till quite late there's a lot of hours there's a lot of work you know yeah I don't know, maybe I'm justifying it. I don't know. <laughs> I think you are a little bit because you know the work's always going to be there and there's people I'm sure in your workplace or maybe there isn't but usually in a workplace there's some people who don't put the, the client or the workplace ahead of their own goals and they're doing just fine, honey. They're having a great old time and they're still getting paid the same as you probably and maybe they're getting more because they're having better outcomes because they eat lunch and that's probably a good thing to do. But I don't know. It, I get you though. There's so much work to do and it's so. I, I did this the other day as well. Like I was sick and I didn't want to take a day off because I just couldn't see how anyone else could do my work because I just didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to say can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Because I would have to explain to them how to do it. And then I had all this fear, like, what if it's really easy for them? What if my job's not even that hard? What if everyone else can do it? What if I'm replaceable? I go into a lot of fear loops, (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) essentially I get it that it does 
truly and really feel in that moment that you are so needed. And sometimes you don't feel that needed by other places in your life. So it's like, well, my work really needs me. So I'm going to work. Yeah. I don't need to eat. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, why don't you tell me how can I overcome it? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well like what can I do okay (laughs) so I guess the most simple solution especially to the eating is to yeah take a lunch break and Danielle has added here treat yourself to the good bread which I love because (laughs) it's like adding a little bit of self-care in just each day where you're like I'm gonna take a break but also I might have some nice bread rather than the shitty home brand (laughs) $1.09 and it really does taste different and better um and yeah you are hashtag worth it so (laughs) emerging with the The girl with the hand yeah yeah that's what I want so I guess your clients and your customers your boss your colleagues and hopefully even you will not love you any less for taking time to unplug and re-energize and recharge and they may even love you more for it. I was really shocked and surprised, you know, well, I shouldn't have been shocked, but because we're a great team and we always help each other out. But for some reason, I was shocked when, you know, I put it out there and I just said, look, I'm not really sure how I'm going to, I can't take a day off because this, this, and this is what I need to do. So I'm going to come in and do this. And they're like, no, well, this is who'll do that. That's is who'll do that. Send us a list and it'll get done. Don't worry, take the day off. And I was like, holy crap. And I just felt so much less sick instantly because of this like worry had been away. So I think people will surprise you. And I think it shows real strength to sort of own up to, I need to take a break. <laughs> and I'm going to try and be a bit better at determining that earlier on rather than at meltdown points. So I guess my advice to you is, yeah, Really listen to yourself and then share your feelings with others around you so that they know how you feel and have an opportunity to help you and take that break and eat that bread. All right. Well, we've got soup, we've got bread, and we've got one more point to get through today on imposter syndrome, which is the expert profile. So this type of imposter syndrome makes you feel like you never know enough. And so you're always upskilling. But after the next course, you still think you need to know more. When I heard this one, when I read it on um, Weird City, it just like resonated. I was just like, that's Monique. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's definitely an easy one to do because with knowledge is power, but the more you know, the more you don't know uh, because it opens up a whole new wormhole. I know like looking back to when I started my business, I would have known far less than I know now, but I was far more confident as well in like I look at things that I've wrote back then and I'm like, how did I think of that? That's amazing. I really like it. Now I'd overthink it far too much I'd refer back to things that I've learned or different ways of doing things or how I think it should be based on other things that I've seen and so it definitely can get in the way of things as well but something that you can do to kind of help overcome the expert is to really just know and embrace your own personal magic so all of your experiences that have led you to the to today they've kind of like all culminated with everything that you know, everything that you've learned, everything that you are. So really just knowing that that is enough and that you don't need to continually upskill because maybe that's not the answer. Maybe it's more your own 
mindset around what you think you know and what you think you're worth. So I think that it's definitely one of the imposter syndromes that are diffi- it's difficult to get out of because new courses are easy to enroll in or new books are easy to buy. And there's nothing wrong with learning things, but don't surround yourself in a castle of post-it notes with all of the points and never put them into action. Yeah. I love to be a, I call myself a lifelong learner. It's probably one of the excuses I use for why I do so many courses. I have Mm -hmm. um, done a few (laughs) in my time and they're not really always about related things either because, yeah, I think for me I actually do really love the learning part of it. I love the structure and the accountability and, yeah, I I love the educational system, I guess. I don't know. I've loved it ever since I was in school. I find it really comforting and that stability I've, maybe seeking out in my life I get from studies like I've always found it's something I can go back to feels familiar feels nice I'm getting reassurance people are giving me nice comments yes I'm putting myself through hell because I want to do it perfect but I'm also doing it perfect (laughs) or what I think is at the time So, yeah, I find it hell comforting and I fucking love it. And as I told you guys before the show, I nearly did slash maybe sort of nearly signed up to another course even though I'm doing a leadership course through my work at the moment. Don't do it, Mum. I know, but it's so hard not to. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, don't sign up. Maybe don't sign up because I think as you say, Dan. Your future self, Mum. You're just saying that to your future self. Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening so to this? Are you listening to this podcast yourself? It's so hard not to because it does feel so good. But don't you know that you're magical and that you've learned so many things and that all of the things that you have learnt, they're all adding to it. That's and, right. And they and that's know, like what you say. Like it's going back and celebrating those now. achievements <laughs> and reminding yourself of what you've done and and even more so putting it into practice. I think that's why I probably start things and don't finish them or haven't started as many things is because I always think I need to know more. I'm not ready to start. I need to know more. And I think the action is where the secret source Mm. is at. It's the just getting into it. And you're totally right, Dan. Like I was the same before I started my first business, Chip the Teacup. I, when I'd only done one, like I don't know, two-year TAFE course, like a Cert four in fashion and I was like pretty like – you know, good entry level qualification for the, but not enough to start your own fashion brand. So I started my own fashion brand, and and I was so confident then when I didn't know. But then as soon as I started to learn more, <laughs> see what other people were doing, or then I started to question everything I did. And now something that I would have found easier is harder. But yeah, it's a tricky one. And I think the first step is stop learning more, start applying what you know, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> and um and just really give it a good hard go and if it fails, maybe it's not because you needed to know more maybe it's something totally unrelated and maybe it didn't fail anyway and I don't know I that's my own self prep talk to myself and everyone else out there you've got enough within you you are enough hashtag you are enough if you resonated out there with any of these you can go to Daniel's uh, Read City Instagram and and comment on some of the posts there about this topic and Dan will chat you back and give you some personalised comment advice. But also you can email us at hello at readcitywriting.com. So to recap from what we have chatted about today, we went through 
five different personality imposter syndrome profiles and they were the perfectionist. If you suffer from this, treat every day as an experiment. We also spoke about the superwoman or superman, which we also said, if you would like to overcome this, then you should create a folder of epic of all the best work you've ever done in your entire life. We also spoke about the natural genius where you need to create a unicorn gang. And then finally, not finally, second last was the soloist. This is where you should be getting that good bread up in your grills. And then finally, of all, the expert. Own your personal magic and love yourself for it. Thank you so much for joining us today and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye.